Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. And I'm excited to break it down with you, pal. Oh, I am as, I am as well, man. Four hours. We're going to break it all down. We're going to talk a lot of Niners. Maybe get into some Golden State. Uh, looks like uh, they got a game tomorrow. Bonte left his phone. I don't know. Somebody left the phone. Um, hey, good to see you, man. And and uh, this is the first time we've talked since the game. And man, I you know, there's so many people now. Ryan Clark and others doubting Brock Purdy, and I just I love it. I absolutely love it. Because what do you love about it? Well, I love it because I know that that is the kind of thing that makes Brock Purdy better. You know what I mean? Mm. Nobody's nobody's better when everybody's you know kissing your butt and telling you how great you are. You're better when people are doubting you if you have any competitive fire. And that's I've asked him about it in the past. He's like, yeah, man, I got I I play with a chip on my shoulder. I, I call it Boulder shoulder. Okay, and um, I just love it. Bring it. You know, keep questioning that kid because what I saw last week and I, I was just showing you outside in the in the uh, yeah. Whatever. What, what do we call that? The, the green room. The I green call it the, room. The, the green room, Larry. The kitchen area. Yeah. Where Brock, Brock Purdy dropped back to pass a lot in this last game, and his feet were just locked at the top of his drop. He would just drop back there and just stand. And it's like, you know what? I just, Steve Young said it. He said, you know what? Well, the rest of us were going, oh, man, thank God they got rest. Thank God Purdy's going to get some time off and, and Greenlaw and CMC. Yeah, all these guys. Okay. The rest was good for a lot of people. For the quarterback, I don't know. Based on what I saw the other night against Green Bay, maybe the rest wasn't great. He didn't look like he was in rhythm at all. But it's like, I just think that, you know, he's going to bounce back with a better performance. And they need it. This this uh, Detroit team's legit. They're real. Um, but you know what? I, I kind of every time I was thinking about this game over the last day, I'm thinking, you know what? I'm thinking of the Minnesota game from the standpoint of Brock had completed 85 percent of his passes through three quarters in that game before a concussion. Then he got concussed, but I won't blame it on the concussion. Ah. He just threw picks in the fourth quarter, that right? He did. And there were tons of people going, "Well, it doesn't matter that he was great for three quarters. He wasn't good when it mattered." Well, okay. If we want to take that as the premise, then shouldn't we all be totally fine with the way this last game went? Because he was S for three quarters, maybe three and a half quarters. Probably could have thrown two pick sixes. Savage, um, man. The you ball- shouldn't be allowed to play catch with your kids for dropping that pick that he threw to you. But go ahead. Which one? The first one in oh, the first savage, series. Yeah. But Hit him right there. Keyshawn Nixon had another one in his that hands. These guys, these guys could play offense. They'd be, they could catch and play offense. But they were on defense, and they dropped those balls. Okay, so he gets away with at least two picks, maybe three. Played terrible. But guess what? Gets to the fourth quarter with the game on the line, and you take away the George Kittle right-in-his-hands drop, and he's 7-for-7. Seven yeah. seven. 
in on the final drive with two runs um, and look great and scored a touchdown and they win the game and they come from behind and they do what everybody says they couldn't do. So, I don't know. Which it's was like, big to keep your season alive. You picked the greatest time to put one up in that column. Exactly. My whole thing is that if you're going to rip him for the Minnesota game and go, you know, those first three quarters don't matter. It's what he did in crunch time. Well, there were tons of people that I'm sure were calling you and Steiny that after that Minnesota game saying exactly that. And I, I was saying, hey, you know what? The guy was good that night. He completed 85% of his passes, but none of it mattered. Mm. Why? They because got the she L. got the L, turned it over in the clutch, wasn't good in, in the at the end, fourth quarter, fell apart, that's it. Well, guess what? This game was the opposite. You know, he was bad, really bad, like out of rhythm, out of sorts, terrible, you know, really in a fog, looked terrible the entire first three quarters. But he circled the wagons, blocked it out, and was perfect when he needed to be perfect. And even when George Kittle dropped that pass, Goo, he picked him up. He picked him up, completed a couple more passes, yeah. had a key run. Um, McKivitz and Brendel had a wipeout block on the McCaffrey touchdown run. I think Ayuk had the catch of the year. Because what do you do yeah. on that fourth and five? Do you punt it and trust your defense who had been getting gashed? I mean, that was a hell of a catch. And you could Absolutely. say throw, but it was more, I mean, the defender was on him. It was like a, I called it a windshield wiper. He had his hand over trying to hope to hit the ball or deflect it. But Larry, I'm going to say this to everything you said. Yesterday was a day of rejoicing. Uh, it's the third straight trip uh, for Kyle Shanahan and the Niner team uh, to the NFC Championship game. I'll go back to 2019. Kyle went from 4-12, and took his team to the Super Bowl. So the Niners have been in big games. My thing is, partner, and we haven't spoken, I was so gung-ho on 38-10. to It wasn't just about Brock. He was a part of it because he has been phenomenal. 38-10. to But you... And I know in this world of football right now in sports, the most important position is the quarterback position. And we know the Brock uh, Purdy story. The origin, I believe, and we talked about it with Willard and Dibbs, it's uh, draftism. I believe he's hated on because of where he was drafted. So now all of a sudden we're going to say he's a system this, system that. But Larry Kruger, I never in a million years sat down with my num-num juice that I had watching this game Saturday night and thought that I was going to watch that game in the fashion it played out. And I'm going to save my takes on Brock Purdy because you, you hit it, but I'm more concerned about the other side of the ball in regard to the D-line when you're paying and shelling out all that money. And it starts with Bosa, and you went and got Chase Young. And I'm sitting here watching Aaron Jones and the Green Bay Packers run it down your throat. They kept the ball and set the tone with a drive for over seven minutes in the, in the first quarter. So I'm with you on Brock, but I am also want answers from you because you're around this team on a daily basis. Larry, the Raven game which was Brock Purdy's worst game, there was no weather. He was just bad. There were bad reads, and the Ravens didn't drop the ball. The Niners got a game this set, this Sunday to go to the Super Bowl, so I'm trying to be positive, but I want answers from you as to do I just say this defense all of a sudden doesn't have the necessary uh, skill set players? Because I tend to think no. You, you got Hargrave, which you didn't have last year. You lost Ebucom and Farrell's not playing. But Larry Wilkes is my guy on my my radar. 
Am I wrong for that? Or what's up with the lack of D that we didn't see Saturday night? Because if that happens this Sunday against the Lions, you're going home. Or, and I mean this, in Vegas against Kansas City and Baltimore if you get there. That's what shocked me more than Brock Purdy being bad in the rain. Yeah, I mean, the, the Niner D line's got big, big names. And right now, they ain't doing it. I mean, they're Why, just not doing though? it. What's happening? Well, I mean, Bosa had five pressures or five quarterback hits, I should say. But the Niners only got six. That means, you know, Kinlaw was the only other guy that touched the quarterback all night. Chase got close, but no cigar. Gregory didn't even get that close. I mean, they got to get... I mean, I'll say this. Green Bay, on paper, number two in the NFL, pass block wow. win rate. Okay. Right? That I didn't know. So they were the best... They were the second best pass blocking team in the game. Um, and that was a concern. Love wasn't getting hit. You, you're a Dallas fan. Micah had nothing, did nothing. Dallas did nothing. They sacked him, not at all. At all. So, um, so I mean, Green Bay, sometimes you got to credit your opposition, right? Green Bay's offensive line, number two, pass block win rate. Detroit, 14th pass block win rate. But Detroit's got Panay Sewell, best right tackle in the game. Man. Frank Ragnow, who's banged up. But best center in the game. Soldier. He came back in the game. Yeah. And Saturday, and Taylor Sunday. Decker's a well above average left tackle. So they've got three really good offensive linemen. And there's a very good chance that the Detroit O-line beats the Niner D-line in this game. Um, but, you know, there's, there's other reasons, too, as far as the run D. Jair Brown's got to play this week over, uh, over Logan Ryan. Did you see how awful Logan Ryan was against the run? I mean, that's just, he's a corner. And you're asking him to be a safety and and you know step up into the hole and hit somebody. He's just not built to do that, man. Um, he, at best, he's going to shoot for your ankles and try to hold on. You know, he's not going to challenge you in the midsection or or high or or de- deliver any kind of big detonating hit. Jair Brown can now. Is he healthy enough? Do they trust him enough? How's the knee sprain? So on and so forth. I was shocked that uh, he didn't go in this last game, um, but they need him. They need him. And then as far as the run D goes, you lost, you know, Emmanuel Mosley. And I know that sounds crazy because he's a corner, but he's a great edge-setting corner. That hurts you in the run game. You lost Aziz Al-Shair. Al-Shair had a big year this year yeah. with Tennessee. And I think he's so tight with some of the Niners. He was actually on the sideline, I think, for for that game uh, this weekend. But you lost some really good run defenders. Then you you brought you got in Hargrave Armstead back though. You got Armstead back, but you brought in Hargrave. Hargrave's a much better pass rusher than he is a run stuffer. Man, so they lean on Greenlaw and Warner to do it all. You know, to absolutely do it all. They also replaced Jimmy Ward. He was like a linebacker. I, I he was a hitter. Jimmy. You know, a couple of years ago they had Tart. Um, those guys, and they replaced these guys with guys. Gibson was very disappointing. Couldn't even keep his feet in this game. Um, you know, Hafonga's out for the year, but Hafonga's, you know, really good at reading the mesh point and the handoff, but he's not an awesome run defender. So they've, they've, they've walked, DJ Jones a few years ago walked out the door. They were an impenetrable run D. This year, their stats say they're better than they are. Why? Because their offense is scoring 30 a game wow. and teams are just stopping running on them. They don't, I think they faced like one of the lowest number of rush attempts against them of any team in the league. So their run defense rankings don't don't tell me about that. Stats lie. Teams don't run on the Niners for other reasons. They're not necessarily stopping the run. So in this game they better because you got David Montgomery's plow horse. You got Jameer Gibbs, mm. who's you know electric. 
Um, Jameer Gibbs can get to the edge. You know, he can get to the edges of the defense and he can catch the ball. So that's going to be a big one. But the the other on the other side, I believe is Jonah Jackson, the uh, guard for for Detroit. He's out. Ragnow's not a hundred percent. So you so would maybe think, there's some p- potential uh, that Hargrave can put some pressure. Armstead can put some pressure on Goff in his face. And if they pressure Goff in his face, the Niners are going to win this game. I, yeah, I really Tampa feel Bay that. has some success. I didn't know that that game was teetering. I didn't know. I was like, they might pull this off. You are correct. So I mean, Larry, at this juncture, you would think you want to see what I thought was the staple of this Niner team before the offense took off. And I was like, hey, the defense could take a couple steps back and they'll still be fine because on the offensive side of the ball, you were scoring, like you said, 30 or 40 points. But again, it's not a funeral. How many other cities wish their team was still playing? But it is shocking. Uh, Again, you mentioned Bosa and the pressures, and they did get to love at the end of that game and kind of flushed them out the pocket. But it's just something to when you think about the Strahan's or the uh, the Charles Haley's or the Alden Smith's before the troubles. You know, these are the stages to where you get home and and pound your chest. And just in regard to Bosa, because he's your highest paid defensive player, Larry, that was like it or not the fourth playoff game with him not getting home. And it's just rather peculiar to me. Yeah, well, I mean, the Niners have put all their money in their D-line. Drake Jackson had, what, three sacks week one against Pittsburgh. Then he got hurt. They brought in Randy Gregory. He's given him a little. They brought in Chase Young. Um, he they look good against Jacksonville, but Chase Young's stiff now. Yeah, Chase Young, you know that knee surgery. He's not the same guy. I mean, not the same guy that he was at Ohio State. Not the same guy he was his rookie year. He's so, um, I think they're going to let him walk at the end of the year. Um, I think the best hope in this game is that Hargrave. I mean, where was Hargrave? I mean, I Hart, you paid him a ton of money Man. in the off season to come in and be a difference maker. And I mean, I remember when he was when they made that signing. You're sitting there going, man, can you imagine Nick Bosa and Javon Hargrave on the same line? Man, I'm the one that's – I was thinking gonna, that. Yeah, boy. they're going to wreck shop, man. They're going to be living in the backfield. No, You know, they're getting very little out of their D-line. So I don't know if it's fatigue. I don't know if it's – I mean, I'll say this. I watched the game three times. They're getting that. close. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I mean, they're getting back there. They're just not getting home. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're they're putting pressure on the on the opposing quarterback. Chase Young got really really close, but he's not getting home. So I don't know what the answer is. So the, am I wrong to just bring up Wilkes' name? Because and you you could say, hey, goo, it it ain't Wilkes. It ain't, it's not the you know system or or the play calling. Is there any merit to that? Like, because because where do you go if? If we're not going to blame the players, like well, last year under D'Amico, it seemed like they played games up front. And when I say games, they did stunts and twists and you know te stunts and et stunts and all the guys shooting all over the place. Then they start getting gashed in the run game, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, let's just squeeze the pocket down, squeeze the pocket down. Now what I'm seeing is there's there's not a lot of movement. Uh, they're leaning. I mean, give you an example. They signed Sebastian Joseph Day off the street. He played significant snaps. I don't know what the snap count said, but wow. the guy was in there on a regular rotation. This is a guy you picked off the street, and this guy's getting regular run. So Givens is good as a pass rusher, um, but doesn't do a lot against the run. Kinlaw is strong, 
but doesn't come off blocks. And we've been waiting on the Niners. You know, doesn't rush the passer on him forever. Um, Sebastian Joseph Day is maybe a little combination of those guys, but between Bosa and Gregory and Hargrave and Chase Young, you got to put heat on on Goff. Goff's longest run all year is eleven yards, and if you look at his game log this year, Goo, the teams that beat Detroit, Baltimore, Chicago, Dallas. Green Bay, Dallas. They rushed and sacked Goff. So if the Niners are going to, if they're going to win this game, they're going to have to rush and sack Goff and get in his face and make him feel the pressure. The one thing that's scary is that they Detroit doesn't throw deep. They don't. They throw short, but it's these timing patterns. And if there's a they're quarterback. They're like chunks, though, Larry. Say, I mean, you know, no his, question. Your boy Golf is slinging it. You know, fifteen, twenty yards, like throw outside the numbers, like that's their thing. Well, not only that, him and Amon Ra St. Brown are just in a absolute lockstep. I mean, you saw it. Laporta didn't he? wasn't Wasn't it a fourth down pass yes, play against it, Dallas? Yeah. He stuck it Incredible. in there. Incredible. So when Golf knows if Golf's going to throw to a spot and Amon Ra is going to run some 10, 12 yard stop route and turn around. The coverage had better be tight. And that's that to me is the concern that the 49ers are, are can they stop the short, you know, three steps and it's out. You're not sacking golf in that situation. He's got he can throw some lasers and he's got an Amon Ra, uh, terrific player. I mean, think about it this way there's 11 offensive players. Detroit has five elite players on offense Sewell, Ragnow. Gibbs, well, yeah. Laporta, Brown. and Amonra. Yeah. So almost half of their offensive team are almost as good as any other player at their respective position in the entire league. So the Niner defense is going to be challenged in a huge way uh, Sunday. But it starts with the run, Larry. Because, I oh. mean, they can play, golf can play action pass with the best of them. I mean, they're not just happy to be here. Uh, it starts with their coach, Campbell. They're going to go for it. And that's what was just, like, again, I didn't give Green Bay a chance. And you're right, they beat Dallas. But I thought that was just by default on what Dallas didn't do. I didn't think the Packers, they were 9-8. and eight. Let's be honest, they snuck in. And the physicality that they brought in weather conditions on the road one, I didn't see that happening. And two, I'm just like, this can't repeat itself. But people are like, oh, well, the they got past the Packers. Detroit will be a walk in the park. I'm like, Detroit won the division. So you are right. If if they're able to just pound the, the Niners front like Green Bay did, it can be a long afternoon in regard to the play-action pass. That becomes uh, an option for golf. And he can sling it with the best of them. So that's why I'm calling out the D-line, and it's not just me. I know they won the game, but if we're being honest, Larry, and my pops has a ticket right now, Norman Johnson, for the Niners to win the national, the NFC and the Super Bowl, he called me, texted me, thinking that ticket might need to be thrown out because, Larry, I will say this, and I'm comfortable in doing so 48 hours or 72 hours after the game. The Green Bay lost that more than the Niners won. You could say, well, what's that mean? The Niners are playing this week? That can't happen again because a better team will make you pay if you're not on your A game. And that was the Niners' C game. And we hadn't talked about Kyle. What, oh, we're getting why, Kyle. Why did Brock throw the ball 39 times in those conditions when everybody – what a pair of eyes saw he was struggling throwing the rock. Yeah. And you got McCaffrey. Like, you that's know, questionable. I mean, I'll say this for Green Bay. 
forget the record. Forget the record. I mean, Green Bay had a super young quarterback making his first, you know, if this was his first full year in the NFL. Um, they didn't go into free agency and sign a, a veteran wide receiver. They didn't go into free agency and sign a veteran tight end. They drafted all these guys, so they kind of gave away the first half of the year. Mm. They were like two and five. Uh, the quarterback wasn't on the page of the receivers, right? But then as the season got on, got going, suddenly here comes Musgrave, here comes Kraft, here comes Jaden Reed, here comes Dobbs, Christian Watson. Love started to improve. Yeah, right. I mean, they're kids, <laughs> but talented kids. So. I mean, Dallas did gag. I mean, that was terrible. I mean, you know, but now Dak, it looks like Dak they didn't gag bad. as much as I thought because but Green Bay Green, is formidable. That yeah, I mean, I picked Green Bay to win the know. game. No, come on, Larry. yeah, I did. I picked Green Bay. Well, to where beat. can we hear the tape? I mean, our guys like to check. You too, <laughs> go check it out. Come go on, check it out. why would you pick Green Bay? Because Dallas is a fraud. Oh, oh over Dallas. Okay, yeah, I yeah. thought you were saying for last set no, no, against the Niners. No, no, I picked oh. Green Bay to beat Dallas. No, I guess, oh, okay. And then I went on the on the YouTube show and I kept saying, <laughs> watching Niner fans are like, oh, they're going to win by four touchdowns. I'm like, you guys are high. Right, right. They're not going to win by four touchdowns. They're not going to win by three touchdowns. They're going to be lucky if they win this game. This game is going to be really, really yeah, you tough. You were right. You so, were I right. Mean, I mean, I knew Green Bay was going to be tough. I knew it was going to be tough. Um, and then, but I expected Brock to be not as rusty as he was. Man. But I, looking back at that game, Goo, and you just kind of hit on it. I love Kyle Shanahan. I think he's one of I don't know. I take um, him top five, know. top five coach top, right now. Top okay. five, top six, right. something like that. Right? You could say top three. Right. Who would you rather have? Um, maybe um, some, I'd go Andy Reid, and that's it to me. I mean, I like McVay. Okay. I'm a McVay fan. Well, he did but, beat him on the NFC Championship. But, I mean, Kyle Shanahan is a very good coach. This this game plan this weekend, Kyle, I mean, what are, what are we talking about here? Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. <laughs> 